What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Uh, recently restarted college. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm on short duty again, as I mentioned before, and I started online school again, and I'm doing this class of which the topics are relevant. It'd be a bunch of wasted wind to explain exactly what it is, but one of the assignments ended me up listening to a YouTube video. It's like one of those TEDx talks uh, about the concept of grit. And it was interesting to me, uh, the the topic of the reading and the way that they do it, it's all like psychology based, which I find really interesting. I think it's a very worthy topic to explore for leaders, but it started exploring the concept of grit and its importance in learning, both of which are very important to leaders. But as I listened to the, the TEDx talk, uh, what struck the accord with me particularly was basically just her definition of grit. She was talk basically talking about stubbornness, which I can relate to greatly because uh, I'm such a stubborn human being. It was something that I I didn't go a day without my one of my parents getting frustrated to the point of shaking their fist at me and telling me how stubborn they thought I was. And I th- I kind of thought it was a bad thing when I was growing up. As I got older, I didn't really associate my stubbornness with my willingness to work harder than everyone else. I uh, compensated for a lack of talent for a lot of things or maybe my intelligence (laughs) wouldn't overcome whatever challenge was in front of me. So every time I encountered a challenge like that where any natural talent I have for a thing, which I can tell you isn't that, there's not that many things (laughs) that I have a natural talent for, I would compensate for with hard work, with grit. I didn't really understand it that way. Uh, I just knew it worked, so I just kept doing it and doing it. Um, As I look back on it now and as I explore both myself and, and others and topics and whatever media I can to learn more and more about leadership, I find that there are not that many things out there that, in my opinion, are more valuable than one's willingness to just power through. It, it can obviously get to the point of being a bad thing. And I uh, I shared something the other day. Uh, Jay Bell, he's a command mass chief. I, his Facebook's awesome. Uh, he shares a lot of stuff into the Facebook group, basic mentoring. And so I'll see it. And uh, does a lot of stuff with memes and uses humor to share leadership lessons. And it's pretty cool. And shared one shared a little story the other day where he was going through reviewing evals and uh, an FC one walks into his office and just kind of checked in on him. How you doing? He was saying I said I was powering through the stack of evals and the FC one was like, all right, well, basically just ended the conversation and, and left. But then he came back about five minutes later and said, you know, hey, just if you're powering through, that's great. But if you're tired and you're forcing the function, are we getting the best 
you? Are we getting the quality of work we get out of you on a regular basis? If you're forcing yourself through, uh, like you're just powering through the stack of admin. And it basically viewed it as a great point and <laughs> shut it down for the night, came back, went through the stuff, made sure it was good and and moved on. So there, it can, it can be a bad thing. Everything can go too far. But I find that my unwillingness to accept no for an answer, my unwillingness to get on the other end of a, of a finish line and look back at the journey and be like, man, I could have powered through there. I could have worked a little harder there or there's a thing I could have done that might have put me over the top, right? Like for promotions or for, for a job or anything else uh, or just the finished product on the other end of like an inspection or anything. It, looking back and realizing I could have done more is not acceptable to me. Like I, I have a problem with it as a result, I'm a preparedness junkie. I want to do everything I can to, I, to prepare so that when the task comes, I'm ready and I can do the best I can. And then throughout the journey of that task leading to the finish line, did I do everything I possibly could so that my charges could succeed or so that I could succeed? I mean, there's individual endeavors out there that this applies to as well. So... In viewing it negatively through the prism of the the stubbornness conversation, I just thought it was a personality trait. I just kind of thought it was something I was dealt in my hand of cards. But then as I looked more and more into it, after the fact, I, I realized through all these situations, there's been a lot of times where I succeeded based on that stubbornness. I might not have been naturally talented or gifted for it. I might not have been as big or as strong as as far or as fast as everybody else. But I was unwilling to not work hard. Like you were, you were going to have to never sleep to work harder than me. And I've met people out there that are, that are the same as me that we pushed each other really hard because we were both unwilling to not put just an absurd amount of work in. And looking back and studying it, the, the grit that allowed me to get to the places and do the things that I was able to do. The unwillingness I have to accept the status quo and that this is just the way we've always done it and that this is the way that it's going to be forever because the giant organization that is the Navy and the bureaucracy and the blah, 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 it's just not willing to change. My unwillingness to accept that is demonstrated every single time. I upload one of these podcasts. I'm just not going to accept that answer. And whether or not I'm spitting spitballs at a tank is irrelevant to me. Like I'm going to, if I can change just a tiny bit of it or just make the inevitability of that tank running me over suck a little less in between now and actually get run over by it, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, that terrible analogy aside, I think that it's a valuable leadership tool. It's something that you should think about and explore. I don't, I don't know. I I would I would say grit could be developed, and it'd be more of like a mental cue thing where you would examine your thought process as a situation is unfolding and just be like, look, like, am I done? Really? Like, am I going to stop now? Or am I going to change course? Or am I going to 
make some kind of concession or compromise or am I just going to keep plugging away? for a little bit longer, right? And that would be the development piece of it. It's like, this is where I would normally take the off-ramp. Maybe I can drive a couple more exits, right? Like maybe I can go a little bit further and you would just need to consistently try to go a little bit further and a little bit further, like developing any strength or skill or, or ability. I would say that you could develop it, but I think there's plenty of people out there that maybe they don't recognize it as a strength, I had a conversation um, with the now senior chief uh, that she was a first class eligible for chief when I was uh, her chief at one point. And I had a conversation with her uh, as she was leaving. And I basically told her that like her personality traits or attitude or approach, very vocal, uh, very argumentative, refuse to take no for an answer. Sound familiar? Like, uh, she had a lot of similar personality traits to me, but she was very different in a lot of ways as well, but very vocal, very opinionated, very intelligent. Uh, wasn't afraid to take people on to challenge the status quo, to not take no for an answer. And as a first class, it, you know, you find yourself, it, it, it goes much like my career progression. It goes from being the sailor with an attitude problem or not having a respect for authority to being a vocal leader, assertive, right? Like all these positive inflections to describe the exact same personality traits. Uh, I told her at a, I think it was like an all hands call where she was getting her going away award and everything. I'm like, you know, that, that thing that we talked about a few times where you found yourself in my office <laughs> having a conversation, that thing you have is going to serve you really well when you inevitably join the Chiefs mess. And I was really excited for her to do that. And then she did. And she's crushing it. She's she's a great chief. I, I know from stories I've seen relayed and just having conversations with her now, she's developed a lot too. So it's it's great to see and it's great to see recognized by her that, hey, like this isn't and it and it scares me a little bit that there's leaders out there stifling that kind of having the same conversation my parents used to have f- with me about my stubbornness, which they didn't. I mean, I associate it with a negative thing because my parents were frustrated. It's not like they were beating me down about it or anything, but I fear that there's leaders out there that because of the military's rank structure, good order and discipline, et cetera, that that mouthy E4 or E5 that is constantly telling everybody they're wrong or (laughs) that that's not what the book says or that you're, you're doing that wrong and I could do it better, et cetera, that that's being stifled instead of focused that and developed and encouraged that 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 type of a a grit that a sailor has that they're unwilling to allow things to not happen in the optimal way whether they're right or wrong because a lot of times they're perceiving it based on an incomplete context to be wrong i definitely am guilty of that where i was sitting there like man my chief's an idiot i could do that so much better and then when i got into like an lpo or chief position i was like oh that's why they did it that way but there's also times where I was I was right, and there's times where your junior sailors are right, where they're looking at a scenario or some kind of a situation, or like the even just like the way you do maintenance or the way that we take muster or simple things. 
And they're looking at it like, well, you could do that so much better, so much more efficiently, or maybe they're aware of something you're not aware of. That's not what the book says. That's not the safest way or most efficient way of doing it. And we're not listening because of the way that it's communicated. Because maybe they are talking to you in a condescending way because they do perceive you to be a moron, right? I, I've had those conversations. It, it happens. Junior sailors look at me and the way that I do things and think I'm an idiot sometimes. And that's our reality. I'm not going to say it's okay exactly, but instead, oh, I am, what I am going to say is the, the productive way of dealing with that is instead of destroying them and telling them they're insubordinate and disrespectful is sit them down and be like, look, there's a better way to communicate that, number one, so because <laughs> there is a rank structure in the military and good order and discipline is a thing, but let, let's push that aside and I'm going to humble myself as a leader a little bit and say, hey, the content of what you're trying to communicate is not going to get communicated in this environment if you do it in that way, right? If you talk to a supervisor in a condescending way, of course, or anyone really, no, nobody wants to be talked to, to talked to that way. But it, the barriers in communication are going to be compounded by the rank structure of the military. So if you're talking up in that way, you're you're shouting at the wind. It's not going to get through. But instead of even only relying on that conversation towards that junior sailor and putting the onus on them to communicate better. When it gets communicated in that way, as leaders, it's a missed opportunity if you don't deconstruct that, put aside your ego for five seconds and say, okay, we'll talk about the way you communicated that in a second. What exactly are you trying to say and why are you trying to say it? So I can pull the data, the information trying to be communicated uh, the message out of that and utilize that. If they're trying to give me good information, regardless of how they try to communicate it to me, I should be trying to pull that out of there and use it, right? And I don't want to stifle that type of stubbornness. There's, You can mold that. You can help that sailor mature, but you don't want to like steal that grit away from them. You don't want to pull it out of them and stamp it, stamp it out and make it go away. I, I don't want to stifle that. I want to encourage them to not accept the status quo, to challenge what the things they see and the and what they're told. And I want them to be in the book so that they're best equipped to have whatever conversation and to conquer whatever situation or challenge is put in front of them. And I want them to constantly, constantly be trying to be better. And the best way to do that is over a long period of time, make that type of just application of grit, that determination, the willingness to just persevere no matter what over a long period of time, I want them to be able to apply that to everything. And if I stifle it in one small arena, I stifle it over over many. Because if I destroy their faith in their like the the willingness of their supervisor or chief to be receptive to their communication, they're not going to do it with anybody. Or in any application, right? Because what's the, they're going to get that what's the point? What's the point attitude, right? They're going to start saying to themselves, well, they're not going to listen anyway, so let's just sit here and watch the dumpster fire burn. Instead of me telling them, hey, I know how to put that fire out and I know how to fix this problem, they're just going to sit there and watch it burn. Because what's the point? I tried to help and you don't listen. Or I tried to help someone else and chiefs don't listen. We got to allow these super intelligent sailors 
that are joining the military now. I mean, it's just any junior enlisted, the super intelligent junior personnel that are joining the military. We've got to allow them to communicate. We've got to allow them to force growth in themselves and in us. We've got to allow them to apply that grit because a lot of them have it. It just looks different than what you're used to seeing. I think that theirs is more focused, intelligent grit. Ours was more blunt force trauma. (laughs) That was me. Uh, I've gotten better as I've gotten older and wiser, but mine was definitely, it was just an application of blunt force trauma. I'm going to bang my head against this thing until it works or until I get to the other end of this challenge. Like if I, if I don't have a talent or skill for this, I'm just going to bang my head against the wall until it works. I'm just going to keep forcing the square peg into the round hole until the corners come off and it's round enough to fit. <laughs> like I was I was just unwilling to quit no matter what, even if it didn't make sense. I think theirs is a more intelligent, focused approach that we don't recognize as the same thing because it looks different. That's my that's my uh thoughts for today. Uh I think my brain is sputtering out a little bit. I did a, I did about a 90 minute interview and then took a little break and now I'm back in here recording this. Uh, I'm going to be out of the area for a while. You'll still be able to get a hold of me. I've told a, f- a few of you that I've interacted with, I'm going to be TAD, uh, for a few weeks next month. Uh, so I, I definitely am still trying to tackle all the interviews and get all the, uh, topics done and stuff like that. I got a lot of really cool stuff, uh, in the pipe that I've been talking to a lot of you about interviews. You're going to see a lot more interviews, which is I'm really excited about. I think the discussions are really fun. Um, I'm contrary to, to recent content. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm more than open to talking about more than just uh, the chief's mess stuff, even though that's been dominating the conversation lately because I've been getting all the different perspectives of it. Uh, I don't think it'll ever go away because I think it's a, a, an important conversation to, to be had. Uh, and I think that there's a, so many different angles to get on it that it's just, it's going to be, there's not going to be any shortage of interesting conversations to have about it. Um, but I am also open to having conversations about any and everything. So if you, if you have like something, a passion project, you're a subject matter expert on a thing. Like I'm about to have a, a conversation with a chief about the EOD community and, and some other stuff they want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to have a conversation with a reservist uh, chief about the reserves and some of the differences between what they deal with and, and what active duty deal with and, uh, and some other issues. I'm sure we'll get into some of the chiefs stuff too, uh, just cause we're chiefs and that's something that I think we all are interested in talking about, but, and then, yeah, it's some, a bunch of others. Uh, there's been a bunch of, uh, awesome people off the Reddit community that have reached out to me, um, about having those types of conversations as well. I got some more veterans, like just uh, so many, lined up that I'm really excited about some of the, some of the other service perspectives. Uh, so we should be doing, uh, the one with a couple of coast guard chiefs pretty soon that do their own podcast. You should go check out. It's called, they had to go out. Uh, it's, it's basically stories about, uh, heroic acts of, of coast guardsmen and, uh, some other just stories about experiences of those guys going out and, and performing the, the mission that they do largely revolving around, uh, rescuing, boats in distress or personnel in distress that were doing something out there on the water. So, uh, really cool stuff. Uh, I, 
I'm really excited about how active the dialogue has been between me and you all and then uh, just the upcoming projects. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, as always, if you need anything, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message me. Don't give up the ship podcast. Or you can DM me on Instagram at DGets podcast. You can also reach me on Reddit with the, the private messages. A uh, few of you have been doing that. Uh, I have started a subreddit for the podcast. I'll, pu- I'll publish all that on social media. I did it at the suggestion of some some of the Reddit users that listen to the podcast so that we can further discuss uh, some of the podcast stuff and just any other stuff. I'll, I'll start posting questions or discussion stuff, and I encourage uh, anybody that gets involved in that to just do that on your own as well, and then I'll chime in. Um, but I, I'm going to start off with, with one of the ones that's suggested and move on from there. So check that out. It's just... Uh, it's just D guts podcast. Like if you go find, look for the subreddits, you'll find, you'll find that one in there. And then, yeah, if you want to support us, uh, the bills aren't getting any smaller. We are not a for-profit enterprise, but we got bills to pay, uh, things like, uh, subscription fees and, and then also like just hardware and stuff. Like I, I bought a USB mic recently that I'm going to ship ship to people that I do interviews with if they don't have uh, that so that the audio quality is not rough and anything. There's all kinds of things. But if you want to support us, go to dguestpodcast.com slash shop. You can get cool stuff like t-shirts, stickers, pins, magnets, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you get something cool and then it helps us financially support all the things that keep the podcast going. Uh, so if you want to help us out, go to dgutspodcast.com slash shop. Check that out. And then I never ask because I never think to, but to get it out there, if you guys can like review the podcast on iTunes, subscribe to it, uh, all of those things, and then like like and share all the content shared on social media, it, it helps. Uh, I don't got the I don't got the money to advertise and promote posts and all that stuff. I've done it a little bit, but like on a shoestring budget, so it always helps if you guys share the content, uh, just tell people about it. Tell people, you know, that you think that it would help out. Uh, I always love hearing about those stories of like recently somebody shared one of the, one of the interviews with somebody and uh, shared with a friend that was losing motivation. And they said, this is exactly what they needed. So like if uh, it's super cool, I'm selfishly always hoping for those stories, but, uh, just to help get the message out there to provide the tool for, uh, for people if they need anything. So, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. <laughs>